Hello everyone, welcome once again to Husser's show. Today's podcast is a very serious and a topic that I'm personally very interested on. We're going to talk about, we're going to discuss the article by the great scholars called Jean Beeman and Jennifer for that title, The U.S.-France Contrast Frame and Black Lives Matter um, in France. So before I dwell into why I want to talk about this, I'm going to start, first of all, with the authors. So Jean Beeman is an associate professor of sociology. Her research is ethnographic in nature and focuses on race, ethnicity, racism, international migration, and state violence in both France and the United States. And the second author, which is um, who is Jennifer Fredette, teaches courses in constitutional law, comparative law, and sociological studies at Ohio University. Her research addresses law and society themes such as um, law and identity, legal consciousness, and legal mobilization, as well as, uh, as well as political theory concerns with justice and democracy. The article is actually quite recent. Um, it was published in 2022. And honestly, I really like that it's quite recent because it's going to cover, and it does cover, um, this comparative approach, right? The U.S.-France contrast frame, Black Lives Matter, and racist scores in both countries um, from a contemporary standard point of view. So um, it's going to bark, um, it's going to take upon, um, it takes upon uh, things that happen the last two years, um, the last and the last year, two years. So I really like um, about that um, this aspect from this article. And so, um, in summary, this article is about French politicians and other prominent figures downplaying or denying the presence of systemic racism or um, societal racism in France by drawing comparisons between the United States and France. By doing this, they discredit French anti-racist um, campaigners who assert that racism in France is systematic by characterizing them as un-French or overly Americanized. This comparison of the two, of the two countries also highlights um, the particular difficulties in addressing police violence as a form of racism, where anti-racism um, protesters must struggle only to acknowledge race and racism. And so um, I personally ch- chose to talk about th- this topic because, well, for those who don't know, I lived in France these past two years. I, I study I major in political humanities, which is basically political philosophy um, at the University of Sciences Po with a minor in sociology. And so as a um, political humanities student and as a social science um, student, race is a topic that you are going to cover at some point um, in your in in um, in college. And so, obviously, it's not something that is just covering one class and then, yeah, let's just move on to the next thing. It's a 
topic that is present and it's relevant and it's linked to every other social issue pretty much and so but nevertheless i remember this particular class um from my sociology course that i had and during my first year as an undergrad and i remember so well that that class was divided between half of them were french students and half of them were international students and so we were discussing you know race and how race is studied in france and um i could see there was like a clear division between um french and international students when you know regarding race in france and many in france many french students would say that um you know they it, they will immediately draw comparisons just as in this article that we're going to discuss with the united states to try to sort of lessen or um delegitimize the racism that it's present in france right um and um also and i don't know it was just really shocking to see that even people even like the people that i regard them as like the brightest um you know have these views about race in france and like yeah you know france may be racist but it's not as racist as in the united states people are worse people are being killed and sort of like um instead of asking you know the questions like um instead of asking they were not asking the right questions that one should be addressed when talking about this issue right so i was really shocked and you know obviously this topic continue outside class and the discussion continue and i was really intrigued it was uh something that i never actually you know um lived there um a different approach to it and it just got me thinking like can we actually measure racism can racism which is linked to colonialism white supremacy um can it be actually different f- from country to country um acknowledging the differences in in history of both countries um nevertheless people also fail to acknowledge the similarities in the history in these two countries right um and so yeah i was just shocked that some of them even said that you know racism is not even a thing in france and i was like you know i i'm here in france i lived in this city that's called Reims that is located in the northeastern part of france the northeastern part of france is known to be one of the most conservative regions in france people will always vote um Marie Le Pen or yeah they they were the most conservatives right and i remember you know like having this crazy neighbor upstairs also she was a, a white french lady um and she was openly racist like seriously um the previous tenants who were also students warned us about her <coughs> sorry my bad um this is going to take a small sip of water All right. Um so they warn um us about her, right? Me and my flatmates. One time she invited us to 
um, to her place. She made us waffles, which was, you know, really nice. Um, and then she, we just started talking about, you know, politics and all that. And she just, you know, her true colors revealed to us. And I was like, uh, I'm done. But, um, sorry, but I'm leaving. I'm going to take these three waffles because they're actually really nice. But like, I, I'm sorry, like, uh, I can't continue. <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously I'm not going to repeat what she said, but she was openly racist. Like, let me tell you, she was openly racist and it was shocking, right? And, um, so yeah, that's, um, the, the main reasons why I chose to talk about this particular topic and why I chose this particular article since it resonates and answers to many of my questions that I had in college regarding this issue, right? Um, so in the light of George Floyd's death back in 2020, it had sparked an international movement in many countries that um, share a colonial past, not just in the United States. Many people think that, you know, the, the BLM movement was just a, an American thing, but no, it was an international thing. Many pro- protesters, um, um, protests took place in the UK and France. Um, but also, uh, once again, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and this anti-racist uh, movements were not immune to uh, the French allies and the French politicians and many of the French people, you know, drawing comparisons to the US to delegitimize racism, which is crazy. Um, and so, um, so I want to open the discussion, right? Like, like most countries with a history of colonization, empire, and slavery, France has a racism problem. Nevertheless, it is still a very wide taboo to discuss race um, and any other ethnicity, religion, race, nationality, something that I was shocked to, to experience as a social student in science in one of the uh, most um, at the university, even at the university, French people were like, okay, no, we're not going to discuss this. Like, we're very uncomfortable to discuss it. And, um, and so that, that's for me, that, that was really shocking. But also, uh, one of the main explanations to this is that the French Fifth Republic ideals are paramount over those of any other ethnicity, religion, race, nationality. France is far from uh, France is so um in theory France claims to be a colorblinded republic right um so uh you, you are French regardless of your background whatsoever however in reality France is far from being a colorblinded society right like um many countries with a colonization colonizing past this concept has been contested as being merely ideal and a representative of the racial context in France today. Racism, racism which is found in the idea that there are inherently inconceivable sorry, disparities. My English is just not working today. Disparities between human groups can be effectively combated by French universalism or its equivalent. Republican colorblindness and universalism may have been employed as some sort of strategy to uphold the status quo, um, since they have the potential to be anti-egalitarian. So the official, um, for, for example, the official promotion of universalism or race blindness in France is a result of a strict interpretation of the article 
uh, number one, the first article, the French Constitution, which until 2018, this is something I found um, elsewhere, stated France shall be an indivisible, secular, democratic, and social republic. It will ensure that all citizens, regardless of their place of birth, race, or religion, are treated equally under the law. Um, however, to minimize its significance to Frenchness, even this mention to raise West's view as a threat to universalist principles. So what they did, hear me out, what they did, the French National Assembly placed the word raise in Article 1 with the phrase without discrimination of gender, origin, or religion. So they well, they actually eliminated by a, a unanimous vote on July 12, 2018. Many people criticized the modification despite the fact that anti-racist attitudes justified. In particular, French anti-racism campaigner Rokaya Diallo called this constitutional amendment dangerous, asserting that rejecting the existence of race entails denying the reality of racial discrimination. That is actually very true and is one of the ways white supremacy uh, uh, goes its way into the law. French criticism of American multiculturalism in recent years has been sharp. While Americans complain about French failure to admit their own racism have also been sharp, recently a number of French politicians, intellectuals have pointed to and blamed the knowledge produced in North America, universities on concepts of race, such as critical race theory, and many um, other anti-racist movements such as uh, BL BLM, Black Lives Matter, for dividing the French society and bringing in a problem that um, does not exist in the common sense of France. Quote, unquote. Um, so, however, despite the state's goal of preventing discrimination, France's official discourse on race blindness paralyzes efforts to combat institutional racism. This is one of the many issues. One of, uh, this is a very important um, point to take. Um, ultimately weakening the country's constitutional commitment to equality. So one of the reasons why a Black Lives Matter movement hasn't really consolidated 100% as in the United States, it's the fact that it's so difficult to talk about race and there are no official statistics on race um, in France. There's there's no way you can make statistics unless you have to get like, I don't know how many thousand um you have to get an approve uh, from the government to do that. Um, and if you do that, you can also, you, you have, um, it cannot be published, published whatsoever. Um, right. And this is part of, you know, their uh, colorblindness republic. Um, right. But as just as I mentioned um, previously, right, from the quote of um, Rokaya, Diallo, uh, rejecting the existence of race entails a denying of reality of the reality of racial discrimination that is lived by many French immigrants, especially from North Africa, North Africa and West Africa. Um, race is portrayed um, as part from a non-connected Europe rather than as an important factor. Um, there is an author called Colbert uses the of the word racial Europeanization to refer to the framework's um, intentional erasure and displacement of race within Europe. One method to highlight the displacement component of ethnic Europeanization is to compare the United States with France. So one of the key factors also why race <coughs> sorry, is thought to be something outside Europe and only on America or yeah, outside Europe is that um, the peak, the pinnacle of racial inequality of 
racism in Europe was um, um, the uh, Nazism and the extermination of Jews. And after that, it's almost like many of these countries forgot about their colonial past, right? And so this is also something very important to take in. Um, uh, and, and to also understand as to why, you know, um, race is still a very taboo topic, right? Um, and so because white elites control um, the power structures in French society, structural racism exists there, dividing the population into, you know, into this narrative, right, of us and them, with them being minorities like black people and immigrants from um, North Africa. Because of their whiteness, some immigrants from other nations are rarely asked if they are French, and when there's no obvious whiteness um, in their skin color, these persons frequently face prejudice, questions about their identity, etc. Um, and so, and this is actually true. I remember having these conversations with um, a lot of um, my friends from um, North African background, and some of them, um, um, uh, some of them were telling me, "Well, yeah, I'm North Africa, but you know, I'm my skin tone is." light so i really never get a question you know where i come from or like uh if i'm french but once people learn about my names when which sound more arabic um that sound more arabic then you know that prejudice comes comes once again um and also i want to just um to finish off with this quote from the sociologist melissa weiner she mentions the power of a dominant racial group to shape racial identities, knowledge, ideologies, and thus life changes and experiences of an oppressed racial group through coercion, violence, and ideology. I think this is really powerful. Um, to, uh, I think it's a really, sorry, uh, <laughs> powerful quote to end. And um, thank you so much for listening to these uh, very important uh, podcasts about race discourse um, in France and why it's so difficult to talk about it and why French people keep drawing these um, comparisons to America, the United States of America, to sort of lessen or delegitimize the racism that is lived by many, um, by many uh, people in France, right? Uh, I hope um, this is something that